You're listening to the Impact Interviews from the Martin Agency. Join us as we explore fresh ways to break through the noise, impact culture, and shape the future of advertising. In today's episode, Martin's Chief Strategy Officer, Michael Chapman, sits down with Jeff Cottrell, marketing guru extraordinaire. Jeff has led the marketing teams at such venerable companies as Starbucks, Converse, and most recently, Coca-Cola. He's also worked as the head of advertising agency, Mullenwell. Jeff knows marketing from all angles, what works, and what's broken about it. All right, we're here with Jeff Cottrell, the Senior Vice President, Strategic Marketing at Coca-Cola, which is the closest thing I think they have to a CMO. Uh, uh, I know you're in charge of just about everything as it has to do with um, marketing and um, couldn't be happier that you're here. So thanks, thanks for, for having me. I appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, I think you started the conversation we had just a while ago with what is wrong with us? <laughs> so I don't even want to get into it. What is wrong with us? What is that all about? Well, I mean, there's so much right with us in the marketing world, but there's also so much wrong with us. I mean, you know, I was talking a little bit about, you know, the buzzwords and the acronyms that we live by, the things that we say, the articles that we read, the fact that we as marketers copy each other, you know, relentlessly, and we're losing the original ideas and we're losing the consumer in the conversation. I think uh, as I look across the brand landscape, you know, including brands that that I, I have am fortunate to work on. I think many of them start with themselves and what they want to say and then what they want to sell. And then they, um, you know, hire an agency and they create ads to say that. And then they buy media and they scream it. And uh, in, in that entire equation, the, the person, the consumer, the person that they're trying to connect with is sort of forgotten about. I mean, they're, they're described as a target in the brief and, uh, and forgotten about as a, as a human. So I think what's wrong with us is that we've got to get back to talking to consumers like we like to be talked to and uh, as, as humans on some I mean, level. I mean, you know, and, and while I'm super impressed with all the things you've done, I think what I was most inspired about listening to you earlier was that there's actually, there is a sense of... Um, I don't know, rebelliousness or almost like, um, you know, um, if, 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 if they're doing it this way, it's almost, it, by definition, it's wrong because everyone else is doing it. I mean, how much is that bravery and risk-taking actually, why is it so important right now? Well, I mean, I, it's, I think it's always been important. And, and there, look, there are certain things that we do as marketers that are proven and they work. So we, we, we buy media, we do ads, they work. We know that we get people's attention. We know we get impressions. We know we can convert impressions to, to purchase. But we're, it just feels sometimes like we're all doing what's been done before and we're doing what the people did before us and what the people after us are going to do. And you know, when we realize that we have a pen in our hand and we have the ability to write a new chapter for the brand or company that you work for, that that's pretty, pretty exciting. It's pretty daunting. I think you have to have a, a, a bit of courage and maybe a little bit of craziness um, to, to take some of the risks that need to be taken. But um, that it, it's, it's time for us to stop reading Ad Age and Ad Week and getting all the buzzwords from the magazines and then following each other. And it's, it's, it's time to kind of get back to basics. And this is about you know, humans and, and understanding them on some level and, and then trying to find ways to connect with them. Um, this may seem like one of those times where I'm doing what I, we've done before, but, you know, listening to, it's easy to sit here and say like consumers are the, you know, the, the center of things. And I think some marketers, you know, would say, of course we listen to them, but 
you know, listening to them versus hearing them is very different or listening for the wish, you know, behind what they say. I mean, do you, do you listen in a certain way or do you, you know, work with your team to sort of like, we need to get on the ground or, I mean, how are you, how are you making sure that you actually are truly tapped in? I think, well, I mean, with, with, with our team, I think it's a, it's a combination of a, a number of things. One, you know, we have an incredible bottling network. Our bottling partners are the, are the feet on the ground in every single marketplace and they know what is happening on the streets of any city in the country and or the world. So we, we, we talk to them constantly. We do research just like any other company does, but we also get out and about. And, uh, you know, the expectation is that we skip meetings from, uh, you know, every once in a while and go get outside the building and get outside of your own head. And, you know, I spent the weekend at Coachella this past weekend, and I spent three days observing what's happening with, with youth culture. And uh, there's some really interesting, crazy stuff going on that you can't get in a research lab. You got to get out and get your hands you dirty. You certainly can't uh, realize it from the, your, your um, feed on your phone all the time. I mean, I, I just think that we don't do enough of the, uh, like, hey, just put it down and yeah. fucking go to Coachella or wherever else you want to go to experience the world. I, I, yeah. It seems so simple, but as you say, we, I think we've forgotten it somehow. Yeah, it's funny. Years ago, I was at uh, South by Southwest, and I was standing at a, at a show. It's probably seven years ago, and every single person in the place was holding their phone, and they weren't watching the show. They were looking at it through the lens of the phone, and you know, I just went to see my daughter perform this past weekend, and I didn't pull out my phone and didn't take a video because I didn't want to see it through the lens of – I wanted to see it through my, my own eyes. So I left that South by Southwest years ago, and I wrote a piece about the next big thing is real life. And uh, and I got criticized for writing it, but you know, fast forward seven or eight years, and oh, people yeah. are now starting to put them down. And like I, I went to a number of shows this past weekend at Coachella, and people weren't pulling their phones out, and they were right in front of the stage, and they were just enjoying the moment. And I think we've got to kind of get back to that. All this technology that we have, all these devices that we have, you know, we we can't forget just because we have all this information and we're, you know, somehow smarter as a result of it that we're not still going to slow down. The, the worst thing a strategist can do is say, oh, yeah, I did a lot of research and really it's just a bunch of Google searches. And so let me, let me show you all the stuff that I, yeah. that I learned. Yeah. This is all that's happening on the Internet versus, you know, I think we you got to get out. you got to see things. you got to do stuff. Yeah, and I, I think it's, it's uh, you know, any res- research that you do is good. And any research that you do is bad because it's a limited view of what's actually going out. And what we need to be thinking about as marketers are, you know, what are the human truths? What what are the humane things that we should be thinking about uh, that that people are needing? You know, most brands aren't important to people. And yet we tend to think that we're very, very important brands to people. And some are and some aren't. But if you really do the math – Consumers don't spend a lot of time with your brand, even if they're a heavy touch on your brand. The 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 overwhelming majority of their life is spent doing other things, and we've got to understand where we fit in, and we've got to understand those other things, and we've got to celebrate that. We can't always interrupt it. Um, you know, I, I often talk about mobile uh, as a, as a form of advertising, and you know, I always say, yeah, sometimes it's great, but like just because you can, doesn't mean you should. I'm walking down the street and I pass X Y Z you know, restaurant, you know, I, maybe I don't want you to hit me on my phone and tell me that there, I can get $5 off a chicken sandwich. Like, I, mean, I, you know, like, 90, I think it's 97% of, of people say that mobile advertising is more intrusive than it was two years ago. No yeah, shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, the fact is, is that we're, we're using it to your point as targeting and retargeting and we're tr- literally trying to disrupt them as opposed to yeah. looking at it as a way to say, how can I, I mean, you said it earlier and I, I, I love this and you can talk a little bit about it was that, you know, how can I help? 
You know, yeah. if, if a million teenagers showed up to your office, what would you do? Would you would you sell them something or would you actually say, oh, my God, thank you. What can I do to help? Yeah. How, how can I help? And, and, you know, I sometimes say to our to our team, just think if uh, if we were in this meeting and we're trying to get something done and there was a consumer sitting in the corner interrupting us every couple minutes, how 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 quickly would we get upset that, hey, you know, you can stop interrupting me, please. But yet we have zero problem. All of us marketers, uh, we marketers, I guess, um, none of us have a problem with interrupting you uh, on a regular basis. And uh, when we do, we think it's we think it's great. And consumers don't always think that. No. Um, you also have the unique, or you know, fairly unique um, perspective of having been the, I think, president of of um, Mullen Low, uh, working in an agency, um, and 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 holding client side jobs. So you can see what's wrong with us on both sides? I mean, what has that perspective done for you? What, what what have you learned about how you work with agencies and how agencies should be working with clients? A great question. I think uh, my I spent uh, a year at Mullen Lowe in Boston. It was an incredible year. I learned uh, so much and I met some really amazing people. Um, I was able to see kind of how an agency operates behind the scenes. You know, you, you see that the creatives are in the in the conference room at 2 a.m. still cranking out stuff for the client meeting the next day and how much blood sweat and tears and passion goes into getting the work ready and when you see that you know for the first time it it changes the way you think about your agency partner and you think why they really do care they're not just trying to sell me something they're actually really they they really care so so on that front and I was also honestly surprised at um, some of the clients uh, and their their lack of humility and you know some some uh, clients hire an agency and then they treat them really really badly uh, and they they're they're I'm in charge you're not in charge and uh, I think if you spend you know making it up if you spend a million dollars with an agency and you treat them like crap and you're gonna get six hundred thousand dollars worth of value if you spend a million dollars in an agency and you treat them like they're your partner and you really care you're gonna get millions of dollars worth of value so um, you know if the CFOs of America knew what a lot of the CMOs of America are doing with wasting money on treating agencies poorly I think there'd be there'd be a a day of reckoning (laughs) absolutely I I think it's one of my just you know, the other thing that you do is make you question: What am I doing? Am I supposed? To, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. So you're you're very inspirational, but you also make me feel like, geez, I need to question everything. Yeah, um, why not? I like it. Um, but you know, um, I think some of the stuff. I think particularly the stuff you did at Converse. You know, is is. I think the kind of marketing, if you want to even call it that, that all of us would want to do. I mean, you know, you're you're not advertising. You're truly celebrating the the, you know, the people that made your made that shoe. Uh, to your point, stay relevant for as long as it has, and now it's even more relevant than ever. Yeah. Um, but you know, starting a recording studio or multiple recording studios uh, certainly would seem risky to some because I can't figure out how in the hell you would have been able to sort of say, yeah, we do this. I can show you exactly how much money we're going to make and how many shoes we're going to make because the whole premise is, yeah. you know, we're going to be selfless and we're actually going to do this in celebration. So, hey, <laughs> how did you get that through? And then also, what can we do to help sell our risky ideas? Because I think most of the things that we have that are great fall on the floor, as you know. Yeah. I mean, for for, for us, so yeah, we didn't, we, we had this crazy idea to open a recording studio. We got even crazier and said we weren't going to own the content. We weren't going to take anything from these artists. We were just going to say thank you because it felt like it felt unique that brands don't actually say thank you. They don't do things for their consumers many times. And um, there are brands all over the world that sponsor soccer tournaments or sponsor the NBA or, 
we, we had a bunch of young people that were musicians that were trying to make their way and to be heard. So we looked at opening a recording studio as the same thing as sponsoring a soccer tournament. It was just a different, more messy, uh, it wasn't as turnkey and hadn't been done before, but we, we committed to do that. There wasn't an ROI when we started because, you know, I, I remember having a debate with our CFO, who's a very, very dear friend of mine still to this day, and he was like, I don't see the ROI. And I'm like, I don't either because it's never been done before. So we'll figure <laughs> it out. If it, But I'm, I believe in this idea so much that I think it's going to pay out for us. And uh, sometimes, you know, you have to take those risks. And sometimes you just have to believe that when you do the right thing for people, consumers, that they'll return the favor. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I think brands should be a little bit more a little bit more selfless. And, and in terms of agency, so, you, you know, um, making sure that we're doing our job and pushing our clients and ensuring that they say they can see, you know, maybe beyond the, the papers right in front of their faces. What, what do we need to do more of? Well, I think um, I think the thing that we need agencies for the most is context. Right. We, we as marketers and uh, on the client side, we, we're so close to our brand and our work every day that we, we sometimes miss the broader context. I love the fact that agencies have other clients and that they can come in and say, you know, I've seen this same business problem in a completely different industry. And here's how you might want to think about getting after that problem. Not the same creative executions, but the same way of strategically thinking about. It. I mean, we all have the same business problems. It doesn't matter what category you're in. You, you, I think you, you said something in, to the effect that um, you came back to Coke and um, someone, you know, maybe had stated some problems that felt like they were new, but maybe... The, yeah, they were, were there in, in 1996 when yeah. I fir- first started. So, you know, problems, um, they're, they're existent. So we, we need we need agencies to, to give us that perspective, give us the context, show us what's going on in culture. And then the thing that I, I need most from our agency partners is just honesty. Like, man, when I'm out, when I'm out of line or I'm like, you know, thinking about something wrong, I need to, somebody to be honest with me because... You know, you lead a marketing organization and you find in organizations, and I mean, I've done this, like, you know, you tell the boss sometimes what you think the boss wants to hear. And uh, that's not always a, the right thing to do. So agencies can come in and, and give you the, the outside perspective, the context, and the honesty. And yeah. honestly, if I find agencies aren't being honest with me, then I wonder why I have them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that there, to me is step there. one for, you know, getting a, you know, for breaking up. Is there a little bit of if you're if they're not pushing, if they're not bringing something that you haven't thought of, then it's it's long term. That's just not going to work. Uh, yeah, I think I mean, they make the mistake sometimes. Like, hey, you give them what they want, and that's but that's what they said. They said they wanted them. Yeah, right. No, I mean we we and we don't always as clients know what we want. We often say, I know what we want. I want that what we did last year again in a different way. So we tend to, you know, you got to push us on our briefs sometimes about what it is we're actually asking for. I mean, I think we, again, I speak in general terms uh, for marketers here, but I think we overload briefs. We try to answer every single business issue that we have in the brief, and it's like, I need you to do this, 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 and this, and this and this in 30 seconds. Go. And uh, I don't necessarily think that's 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 fair. So you, I think you got to push us on the brief to distill down what it is we're really trying to do, and then help us do that in a you know in a simple simple way. Um, thinking a little bit about your your current role and. Um you know, I, as a as a 
maybe shamed marketer now, but uh, you know, someone in the marketing profession that has grown up loving this business and and um, sorry, as I pour a drink. Oh, what? Is, oh my God, it's a nice, refreshing Diet Coke. Yeah. You bring my current job, I'm gonna <laughs> talk about it's what I drink. It's only his eighth today. Could be. Could be. Um, Thinking so, I grew up, you know, obviously loving that work and understanding and loving the brand and 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 wanting to know more about it. And I felt like when there was the liquid content time period where you know I was studying, oh my God, this is revolutionizing the way I think about advertising communications. And then there was the small world machine and all the different activations that happened. Yeah. Um, and from you know from a, a almost a studious perspective, I sort of said like, wait, wait, we and then it stopped and then mm-hmm. it sort of swung back to a little bit more design, a little bit more um, you know um, maybe even traditional um, communications standpoint. Um, you are now coming in um, where I feel like the pendulum swung one way and then swung back the other. How, what are, what can you tell us about what your vision for the future of the brand is? Well, I mean, I think I think uh, you know we, we I wasn't here when the pendulum sort of as you say swung swung back and forth, but. I think, you know, it's constantly a balance of making sure we're celebrating the product itself and also celebrating and recognizing that the product has a broader meaning to lots of people around the world that is bigger than the the drink itself. But we can't ever leave the drink itself behind. And I think in some cases when we got a little bit too conceptual, we sort of left the the idea of actually drinking a nice cold Coke uh, behind. And then we've kind of swung now to, you know, sort of the idea about it is the it is the drink. So I think it's going to wind up, you know, wind up it, it's sort of a combination of both. And I think we're constantly, uh, you know, constantly working on both sides. The Taste of Feeling campaign has been highly effective, yeah. though, uh, globally. It has, done a, it has done its job for us. So, um, you know, that's kind of where we are. Well, I think the um, what's exciting is looking at all the stuff you've done in the past and realizing that whatever you do, it's going to be different than what was done before. So we can't wait to see it. I'm excited. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm absolutely honored to come and hang out with you guys today. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Impact Interviews. Love what you heard or hate it. Send us an email and let us know at impact at martinagency.com. And if you love our theme music, I Crush the Mountainside by Space Bomb House Band, check them out at spacebombrecords.com.